0: Bienvenidos. Welcome to Conversations with Ilan Stavans. My guest today is celebrated Mexican-American author Rolando Hinojosa-Smith. Talk to me about your connection with Mexico. Growing up in the U.S.-Mexican border on this side, but having all this family on the other side, writing Spanish as beautifully as you do and uh, writing English with equal ease and and passion, Mexico, what does it mean to you?
1: means a lot, uh, not only because of the blood bloodkins that we have, but I woke up in the morning and I could see the br- one of the Mexican bridges across the Rio Grande mm. when I lived with my sister. And that proximity uh, breeds, uh, I don't know, love, uh, a better understanding. Mm. I was very fortunate, too, during my mid-teen years, when I was 13, 14, and 15, my parents would send me some friends of theirs in the northern state of Coahuila to a village. So for three months of the year, I would speak nothing but Spanish. Mm. And I'd come back in September, and it'd be Spanish until English started <laughs> invading again. So my relation with Mexico has always been very close. And,
0: but in, and does that mean that at some point, because you write in Spanish, you're also part of the Mexican literary tradition? Or or should Chicano literature, Mexican-American literature, be understood as belonging to both to neither, to an entity of, to, onto its own. How does that fit into the Mexican side?
1: That is problematic. But there was a, an anthology published in Paris of Latin American writers. Our names and pictures were there. Cortázar, Daniel Moyano, you name it. Mm-hmm. And I'm there. So there's a map of Mexico and there's a map of Texas and my name's there and an arrow pointing <laughs> southward. So it's part of the... Uh, Patronimico, right? Mm-hmm. the last name and uh, the outlook and everything. So mm. but I am an American. However, because I also write in Spanish, uh, I'm recognized by good friends in Mexico City, writers of course. You are very well known
0: internationally for your um, for the creation of this astonishing geography that uh, exists obviously in the imagination on the Rio Grande Valley in in Texas, on the U.S.-Mexican border, Clayle City. Most of your books, if not all, um, in one way or another, are set there in uh, Belkin County. Um, When I read them, and and I read them with with enormous admiration, I think of Faulkner and I think of Garcia Marquez, who have also created this this, uh, autonomous, um, non-existent reality. How did this... This region come to you. How did you start exploring it?
1: When I wrote the first book, it was in Spanish. Estampas del Valle. I waited ten years, put it into English. The second one was also in Spanish. Then I waited another ten years, and I, um, I only got the idea of a series when I started writing the second book. Mm-hmm. And I was going to write a picaresque novel, but that didn't pan out. But I wanted a series. I said, for me to do so, I'm going to have to keep the people there. Yeah. I'm going to have recurring characters that appeared in that first novel, and I'll put them in the second and see what happens. After the second volume, I said, well, I've got a series here. But Anthony Powell, an Englishman who just passed away recently, and Benito Perez-Galdos, the great 19th and early 20th century writer, was also inspirations. Mm-hmm. And, of course, my reading of Faulkner since I was a kid, uh, all of that influenced Do
0: you perceive in your mind the whole, do you have a, in your office a map? that tells you where are the streets, who, who, who is the father and who's the son? How did you put it all together?
1: Well, I keep it in my head, which mm-hmm. doesn't have room for much else, <laughs> I'm afraid. Um, I borrow a lot from home. Mm-hmm. I go home to the valley a lot. And I don't have to use my imagination for the streets, avenues, or neighborhoods because I know them so well. So that part is taken care of. Although readers are very attentive and are very proud of them because once in a while they'll write and say, well, in Estampas and Valle you say that so-and-so is a nephew to so-and-so. So I write them back and I said, you're right, I was wrong. Yeah. But then I correct you. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Which means that's a great loyalty as far as readership.
0: Join us next time for a conversation with urban sociologist and education expert Pedro Noguera. Hasta la próxima.